Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. It is Tuesday, August 17th, and I just sat down and thought I'd do a podcast for you guys. I didn't really get into too much what's going on with uh, my infection. Uh, I don't know if I I don't know if I told you guys on the last podcast that uh, my uh, lower incision got infected and uh, the antibiotics have worked. I don't have to have it removed and things are going really good in that department. So just so you guys know, uh, I feel like I've been pain free for over a week now and it's, things are getting better. My whole body feels sore. Uh, my whole body feels tense and stiff, but I'm on a lot of antibiotics still and they can wear me down and they, I think they are wearing me down, but I'm trying to stay positive. Uh, I get into the, I've been doing some metal art. Uh, I break down, uh, we get into the fights that I went to this weekend, North Star Combat, uh, Dean Lamb, uh, I don't know if he's out of Belcourt or where he's out of actually, uh, maybe Fargo puts on the fights, but uh, he put on a good show, man, it, uh, it was really good, I know promoters get bad names sometimes because they gotta do what they gotta do to get a show going, and uh, it, it was a good show, I really enjoyed it, I had fun there, ran very smoothly, uh, amazing fighters there. Uh, anyway, I get into it on the podcast, you guys. I get into Afghanistan, of course. Everybody's been asking about that, and uh, I didn't get too deep into it, but I got, you know, deep enough. So uh, I love you guys. for li- Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Shout-outs on this one, uh, Combat Claudio Club in Grand Forks, Progressive Martial, Progressive Martial Arts also in Grand Forks. Uh, look them up. You guys want to do some martial arts. You want to get in shape. You want to do whatever. Those are the people right there. Uh, if you're in the Fargo, Moorhead area, Academy of Combat Arts, Dylan and the boys, get in there and train with them. Uh, anyway, if you guys want me to talk about something on here, you want to be on my podcast, let me know. We're in town now, and you can stop by, sit down on the couch, let's have a conversation, talk about something you want to talk about, promote something, who cares? Let's do it. Love you guys. Uh, enjoy the podcast. I'm out. Hey, what's up, hey, everybody? What is going on, everybody? What's going on, everybody? What up, everybody? Welcome, welcome to the Dave Cast. Welcome back to Dave Cast. The Dave Cast. The Dave Cast. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for listening. Man, I cannot get a point across to save my life today, you guys. I'm getting emotional. Stop getting emotional, Dave. Listen to me, guys. I'm out of control. So, welcome to the Dave Cast. I'm going to be your host, Dave Helmbrecht. This was the first podcast. I hope you guys liked it. I love you guys, and thank you so much. Love you guys. Later. Hey, what's going on, you guys? Welcome back to the podcast. I've been listening to a lot of Steve-O's podcasts. Uh, He's got Steve-O's Wild Ride. It's on Spotify. And I love his podcast. I've always, I've been a huge fan of Steve-O's since the Jackass days and since the start uh, of all that shit, man. And I just, people say I sound like Steve-O. I'm not even going to do the impression right now. But uh, he's had some really cool some really cool guests on and some really cool conversations with some really crazy people. But he always makes fun of the fact that he's like, everybody's got a podcast. He's like, it's pathetic. And I'm always like, man, I have a podcast. I mean, but the thing is, I don't know that many people with podcasts, my buddy, Theo, uh, Matthew Marsh. And that like for personally, those are the, I only know about two other podcasts. So how can I, how can we be like, everybody's got a podcast? That's so generalized, right? Like, ridiculous. Just maybe not here, you know? Maybe not in Grand Forks, North Dakota. I've looked up other podcasts here in Grand Forks, and they 
Uh, we're mostly sports podcasts. That's all I could find. So one thing I'm going to add to my podcast this year is I'm going to follow Sue Hockey. Sue, I can't, oh my lord, did I say that? <laughs> I'm not even from here. I'm not even like a fan. I mean, I am a fan. But I don't really get into hockey as much. Like going to games is kind of fun. Uh, when you, you know, I don't like to use PTSD stuff as excuses and stuff. But I hate like big crowds. Being around big crowds gets annoying or whatever. Especially when you're sober. Like you can kind of drink and make it. You can get through it, but that's the worst way to deal with stuff, though, is having to be drunk to have to go, you know, to calm your nerves and whatnot. I don't know. The thing is, is with people with PTSD or like or like cops, uh, military, certain military jobs, they get, you get really hyper-focused on stuff. And when there's all those people around, you can't hyper-focus on all that stuff. It's extremely exhausting. Does that make sense? Anyway... <laughs> For those of you just tuning into the podcast, uh, this is the Dave Cast. I am a 39-year-old white, is it cisgendered? <laughs> white man who, you know, had a pretty basic childhood in, you know, Whitesville, South Dakota. Joined the military at a young age, you know, on my whole 14 years of my adult life, all I knew was the military and so I, you know, and then I got out and joined, uh, went to school for welding and then just joined the, um, civilian workforce, man. And I just tell you guys, God, you know, and, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with, you know, maybe where you work, everything's good and gravy or whatever, but I, I don't know. I feel like everybody has something to bitch about their job, you know? I don't know, man. It's like people in the military, they're you're forced to do your job, whether you like it or not. Whether, you know, oh, I signed up for doing law. I thought I was going to be doing law enforcement. Next thing you know, you're doing a bunch of security and you got to do it. You can't be like, this isn't what I signed up for. Like you're forced to do it. You can't talk back. You just got to fucking do it. And in order to, you know, maybe get to where you want to get to, the job you want to get to, you better bust your ass at that security job and show them that you're fucking high speed and that you, you know, you can be on patrol or whatever. But then you join, join the civilian f workforce and it's show up early every day, clock in as soon as I could, five minutes to seven, 6.55, I try to clock in every day. You know, and I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't the perfect employee either. We'd sit around and chat. we bullshit. Uh, I would make metal art when, you know, maybe I should have been working on something else or whatever. But, uh, but when I did work, I busted my ass. I, I, you know, I did the best I could. I asked a lot of questions. I tried to learn, you know, as I could just, I was like a sponge just absorbing all this, uh, information, input, data, you know what I mean? Like there's like an, guys that have welded for 30 some years, show you a trick, show you something. You're like, damn, that's awesome. And you try to remember it for next time. And, uh, but you have a lot of guys that don't, they don't want to hear like somebody will come over and try to tell them, Hey, you can do it, do it this way. They don't want to hear it. They just, you know, I've had guys gotten in like shop fights or arguments with guys about stuff and it's just stupid. But the thing that I'm trying to get at is I show up early. 
I bust my ass. I do the best I can. I try to learn the best I can from my mistakes, from everything. You know, we all made mistakes and work my way up. Like, I'm like, well, the more products I can make, uh, the more certifications I got, the better I am, you know, the more I can move up as a welder. But the problem with that is like, where was I going to move from welding? Eventually, you could be a team lead. And we had like the three color teams. And then there's a, a like a foreman. I don't have like a foreman, lead welder or lead welder, we'll call him. Mark or whatever. Well, what was I going to work? You know, I was just starting in there at, you know, I was only worked there for a few years. There's guys that were my age that have been working there for almost 20 years. And like the chance that I ever become lead welder, like I, by, I'll be dead by that time. You know, so where there was nowhere for me to really move up as a welder, you know, uh, different jobs open up there like these back office jobs and stuff. But as a welder, I'm like one of the highest paid positions already. So it's kind of like uh, pointless to try to go get a different type of job, I guess you could say. But once I injured my neck and I saw that they needed a robot programmer, I jumped all over that robot shit, man. And it was good. It was fun. I, uh, it really changed things up for me and sitting and doing the same welds over and over and over again. Got fucking annoying. Dude, I don't know if you guys seen that I posted on Facebook. Uh, I made a sword out of, Caden has a Dodge Dakota. I don't know what's like a two, early 2000s Dodge Dakota. I don't know what he paid for it, man. It's, it's a pile of shit, but it, it runs, battery drains all the time. I don't, anyway... They're, they put an aftermarket big steel front bumper on it and part of they tried to cut a part of it off, but they didn't finish the cut. So I just took the grinder with a cutting wheel and I cut it off. Well, it looked kind of like a sword. Like to me it did, you know? And so I'm like, well, let's turn this into a sword. And it's not like a real sword. Real swords are like forged and they're like heated up and hammered on and heated up and it just makes them uh, hardened. Uh, more hardened steel. I mean, it's less flexible or less malleable, but it's more brittle uh, when it's hardened and stuff. So when you're working with hardened metals, like they usually crack or break before you can really like cut them in half and like cut like cut the metal and stuff as easily. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> oh, I digress. Uh, I so I started making this sword. And I've come a long way with it. I just kind of keep adding stuff and this and that. And I don't know. Everybody's thinking this thing is pretty cool. I love metal art, you guys. I can't. I wish. <laughs> I wish I had a better welder. I'm using this little fucking stick welder I got. A long, like 10 years ago, I bought it at Menards. It was like the cheapest stick welder they had. And I don't think I ever even used it. And when we moved to town, I found it as we were moving. And I'm like, man, I forgot I even had this thing. And... I went and bought these tiny ass like 560 force rods for it. And I've been using those and getting pretty good with it though. It sucks, man. It's, <laughs> but I mean, I'm making the best of it, right? Like it's fucking working for me. So it's pretty cool. Uh, What else you guys, what else we got going on? Oh, I've had a lot of people reach out to me. wanting me to talk about Afghanistan. Let's get, let's get into it, man. Um, I mean, it kind of happened the same with Iraq, and I was there for Iraq as we were we were trying to pull out and give 
we I was actually there when we turned over authority to the Iraqi police and the Iraqi army. And, uh, you know, we, as soon as that happened, we saw a retaliation from Al-Qaeda uh, and the insurgents, in, you know, in the area I was at against those Iraqi police officers, the Iraqi army guys, because they saw them as traitors. So instead of attacking us, they started attacking them at checkpoints and stuff and setting up IEDs to fuck with them instead of us. Which, I mean, I'd laugh like it was a good thing. Like, man, they're going to leave us alone now. But, I mean, we didn't want them attacking, you know, our Iraqi counterparts. It is what it is, though. You know what I mean? Anytime, like, we pull out of a country, it just leaves a, a, a power vacuum, you know. And hopefully the people that we tried to put in charge or help put in charge or trained are good enough to hold off, you know any other regimes that try to move in to, to take over power and stuff. And that's what's happening in Afghanistan right now. The Taliban took over Afghanistan within a couple of weeks of us like pulling out, I guess. And I don't know if people are going to like to hear this, but us going into Afghanistan has nothing to do with liberating Afghanistan. Uh, Afghanistan obviously has resources that we want of some kind. They, it is just us, and it's us being at war. It's just a money-making machine, you know, and, and the Iraq war was the last big one. It was just pumping out money. Afghanistan's pumping out money. And then I think, like, the war kind of slowed down a little bit. This is just my take on it, you guys, and it gets, gets kind of crazy. But I think that they weren't printing enough money like the millions weren't coming out fast enough so they're like we'll pull out knowing that the taliban's just going to take over again giving us reason to go back in in a year or so and it'll just kickstart that money making machine all over again because we're gonna have to go in hot and heavy you know humanitarian reasons whatever to save the people i don't know you know what i mean so if it if it was about caring for the people, at this point we have to admit our mistakes and say, all right, we fucked up and we lost we lost the war in Afghanistan. You know, our our us trying to liberate or you know help Afghanistan is just it's a it's been a waste. And not just a waste of money, it has been a waste of lives. A lot of lives. Imagine being one of those people that had to go to Afghanistan and they fought. Dude, Afghanistan, you know, I, I was in Iraq, man. And I just, the stories I hear about Afghanistan, it sounds just even, it's just crazier. The terrain there, everything about it, Afghanistan just sucks. <laughs> and now, like, you have these guys that went over there and lost limbs, their lives, eyes, legs, every, you know what I mean? I already said that, but it doesn't matter, like, they lost their friends, their, you know, their comrades, <laughs> comrades, I don't know, their troops, their brothers in arms, you know, they know people that died over there, I know people who have died over there, <laughs> is it all for nothing now, you know what I mean, it might be, in a way, but it's time for us to, I think it's time for us just to leave and not go back, 
Let them figure it out on their own. I don't know. Is our intervention in anything ever really help? You know, I don't think so because I think it's about the money and not about caring for those people. Like if we cared about the Afghani people, I think we could have fixed it. I think we would have fixed it a long time ago if we really cared. We want their, our government wants there to be war, prints money. They can print as much money as they want during wartime or whatever. I don't know if that's true. I just heard it on a podcast. <laughs> I mean, is that what you guys want to hear from me? I don't know. I think we just waste so much fucking money on wars, the war on drugs. Shit is ridiculous. I went to the fights this weekend. North Star Combat in Fargo. Uh, we had a, quite a few guys from our gym fought. Guys from ACA fought. Uh, guys from our gym fought ACA guys. Like it was, it was pretty fun, man. I had a really good time. Uh, hung out with Ken and Josh from PMA. I give them shout outs on here all the time. Another shout out, Ken, Josh. You guys are awesome. It was really good catching up with you guys, joking with you guys, and just seeing you guys was awesome. Uh, Dylan and a bunch of the guys from ACA, I didn't really get a chance to talk to Dylan too much. He's too famous. Every time I, I started talking to him and the people would just walk up and want to try to get his attention. So, But it's cool. It's whatever. I didn't really much to say to him. Just wanted to say hi to my black belt, you know. And well, uh, let's start with cornering, man. I cornered for my boy Thomas Dirks. Uh, Thomas went to uh, welding school with me. And I've uh, seen him around and I've kind of, you know, I've known him since welding school. Uh, I know he used to get in a lot of fights at the bar and get pretty crazy when he was drunk. And I think he's he's cleaned himself up real good. I think he's got, did he get married, right? He married Shay. I actually know his wife too. He's been fighting, man. And the he's so calm and chill in the cage. It's so cool. And he hits so hard. I told him, man, like we're going to get in there and I'm going to teach him some grappling. He's got decent wrestling ish kind of shit going on I guess take down the fence is okay but uh we're I'm gonna hook him up with some grappling and he, I think he's gonna be so he's three and oh amateur right now he's a beast and then uh I know Nick a big dude I just met last week fights uh, the fights out of uh combat cardio got slept right away I need to get knocked out uh the guy ran across the cage and just punched him right away and uh, he dropped and they just stopped it. Amateur fights, they stop pretty quick. And then uh, another guy asked me to corner for him same day. Uh, he just didn't have anybody. It's Roman's buddy. Uh, his name was Chris. And he's got this huge freaking tattoo on his chest and stomach of a bear wearing a uh, Native American headdress or whatever. It is fucking nuts. Well... Roman gives me the rundown on him, says he doesn't have any ground game at all, but he's got bad ass. He's got good hands and he's got heart and he's going to fucking fight it out. And that dude had heart, man. He went all three rounds with uh, Chris Thiel from ACA, trains out of uh, Fargo. And he was doing really good on the feet, man. When I go in there and talk to him in between rounds, I'm like, you're beating him up on the feet. Uh, but he ended up just getting taken down and mounted and he survived some crazy ground and pound and it just. That's the way it went every round was just he, you know, he would land some good shots and kind of rock him on their feet a little bit. Uh, if he would have thrown more straight punches, I think it could have, would have been even better, but he eventually was just getting taken down and rode out and uh, kind of beat up on the ground. So 
Uh, huge shout out to him. That was freaking, dude, the heart he showed was amazing. And then you have, uh, well, um, oh, Chris Steele, like, like good job on him too, man. Like that was his first fight and, uh, just getting in there, man, is, is half the battle. If not more than half, just getting in there is fucking scary. Trust me. Uh, I couldn't wait to get out every time I went in. Uh, Mana fought. Dre fought. Uh, Mana won, went out, and uh, the guy threw some some strikes at him, and he kind of blocked and dodged him, and then he just took the dude down. I don't know if that was his game plan or what. I think he I think he's nasty on the feet, but I think he wanted to show that he he's also a monster on the ground. Everybody looks at him like some knockout artist because he knocks the fucking dudes out. But he uh, took the guy down and just beat the shit out of him until he stopped it, man. Mana's a fucking monster, dude. I would not want to stand across the cage and see that. Dude, he's like shredded, fucking beautiful and brown. Fuck. Uh, speaking of beautiful and brown, <laughs> Dre fought uh, another <coughs> Muay Thai fighter out of, uh, I think he's out of Moorhead or Fargo. Uh, I know he trained uh, with John. Uh, he was the kickboxing Muay Thai coach from Fargo-Moorhead BJJ or whatever. But I think they, I don't know what's going on with him. I think he trains at a different gym now. So, sorry, I didn't do, I, I don't know how I'd even do my research on it. But uh, I know John from way back, dude, kickboxing and stuff. He'd come to PMA and show us all some fucking badass Muay Thai and kickboxing stuff. It was great. Well... Anyway, Dre went out out there and they fucking put on a crazy fight. Uh, I mean, they were kickboxing each other. They would go to the ground and they'd be rolling and stuff. And then, I don't know, second or third round maybe even, Dre got caught in a choke and had to tap. They both were cut. Dude, it was nuts, man. They were fucking banging. It was a good fight. And Dre's attitude afterwards is always funny. Like, I give him shit like, you lost, bro. Be sad. But he's like, nah, bro, I had a fucking fun time. And just Dre being Dre, I love it. So... All right, you guys, so that leaves us with the main event, Roman, the Nightmare Cruise versus Fargo's and ACA's own Hunter Peterson. Uh, I was excited uh, about this fight since the day I heard about it. Uh, I trained with Roman quite a bit, and I know of Hunter Peterson and uh, who he trains with, and I was I was excited for the fight. I really was, and it didn't disappoint uh, Roman was, uh, he was feeling good. Uh, I was in his corner and, uh, it was, it was a stand-up battle, man. Uh, Hunter was throwing some really good kicks at Roman and Roman really wasn't checking them. And I was like, man, you got to start checking those kicks. So Roman just decided to like, just every time Hunter would start to throw a kick, Roman would throw one and they were just clashing back and forth. Just do their shins clash together like three times. I was in the corner just cringing. Oh my God. It was insane. But second round, Roman got caught in a choke, and that's all she wrote. So uh, he was disappointed. He was like, I don't ever get caught in chokes and this and that. I'm like, man, in a real fight, she gets, she goes down, it gets crazy. Uh, you know, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work with him more on some grappling too. I haven't had a chance to work with him in a long time because I've been down and out. But I uh, used to roll and wrestle with Roman every day for like a year, two years straight almost out at uh, Map Fitness. Maybe it wasn't that long, but who knows? So, Roman, keep your head up, and I know you're excited to get back in there and do it again, and uh, just don't, it's, dude, you had a hell of a fight, man. You guys were cracking, and you were hitting him, he was hitting you, you know, it was a cool fight to watch, dude, so, cool, a cool thing to be a, to be a part of, you know what I'm saying, so, 
what else you guys that's it man i hope this podcast made sense <laughs> i always get to the end i'm like fuck i bet i sounded stupid i can't I'm still doing that stop talking about it i love you guys thank you so much for listening uh shout outs combat cardio club victor uh here in grand forks uh, monday through thursday get in there and uh, learn some boxing i'm in there learn some grappling wrestling uh, just get in shape. I know on Mondays they do, uh, this girl Jessie does a cardio class, uh, just a bunch of calisthenics and stuff, and it's fucking hard. My uh, Davey, my son, was like ready to throw up halfway through it. Carter made it through the whole thing. It's pretty crazy. Well, uh, another shout out to Vic and the guys that fought this weekend from Combat Cardio Club. Uh, shout out to the guys from ACA and uh, PMA. Well, Dre trains at PMA, so Josh Ken. Good seeing you guys. Uh, other shout outs, like I said, Josh Ken, PMA. If you guys want to get some jujitsu on here in Grand Forks, go to PMA. If you want to get your jujitsu on in the Fargo area, get into Academy of Combat Arts. All right, you guys. Uh, just me giving shout outs to people I love and appreciate, and they I feel like they deserve it. You know what I mean? They deserve my support. So uh, I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, until next time, I'm out.